It's time to review a way too early 2024 mock draft. It's mock draft Tuesday. So where does Caleb Williams fall? Where does Drake May go? Is Michael Penix a top 10 pick? We'll discuss all of that next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. My national scout over with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And I can't talk about anything championship related without the guy with the actual ring. My boy, Keith Sanchez from the LSU Tigers. You can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man. And like they say, what? 2019 national champ. Yes, champ talk, but you know why we're here, man. Me, myself, Damian Parsons, man. We're here to bring you championship level content surrounding the NFL draft. Yes, man, the draft don't stop. We're still talking draft talk, baby. And you know what we got going? A way too early mock draft from who? From the dynamic duo, you're listening to yourself. So there's no critiquing like self-critiquing, right? You have to go through and you sometimes you have to check yourself, man. Sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I don't know about that. So, man, like we like we usually do, man, uh, we're going to go through. We're going to talk about the best picks, right? We're going to talk about the worst picks that we may have had. And we're going to talk about these sleeper picks. And we know it's early. But, man, like we say, the draft don't stop. So, DP, why don't we kick them off with a title sponsor first and let's get this thing started. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Keith, this was, first of all, let's, let's go ahead and let people know the truth. We did this legitimately while we were in KC at the draft. We were tasked to knock this out as a way, way, way too early 2024 market. We wanted to let it breathe a little bit before we brought it back uh, and to really discuss it on the pod. So, Keith, the best pick out of our way too early 2024 NFL mock draft is? Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. at number one? You know, let's let's switch it up, right? Like him to the Cardinals, man. We, we've known that the Cardinals are probably going to part ways with DeAndre Hopkins, right? Kyler Murray is going to need a new weapon. Uh, the head coaching situation, we know they have a new head coach, but who knows he's going to be there one year, two years, no years, right? The owner situation is going to be completely crazy. I think you just need more professionals in the building at the end of the day, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is professional, right? You talked about him last week, DP, and you 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 know you just talked about work ethic, right? Like the guy just puts his head down. He, he gets to work. You know, there's always the – the moniker of being a diva at the wide receiver position. And I believe that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the opposite of that. He he just appears to be like, a, you know, we always throw out the basketball reference, like Tim Duncan, right? He just gives you the 20, 30 points and just goes about his business. And, you know, it could be annoying. Or, you know what he can remind Cardinals fans of? I, I It slipped my mind. Larry Fitzgerald, right? A guy that just yes. simply played the game the right way, showed up week in and week out, was productive, was no headache for the organization. Um, and he 
was a leader. So I, I, I like that one. I know it's easy. I know it's a layup. It starts with pick one. But I really like it, and it's different, right? Because I don't – there haven't been very many receivers that went number one overall, and I think there's been some questionable questionable selections at the number one overall pick. Now, I, Keith, I, even though, like, some people are like, man, that's low-hanging fruit, but – it's the truth, though. Everything you said was the absolute truth, and you said it was a layup. Well, before you can start, you know, if you ever been to the basketball practice, before you start jacking up shots, you got to get in that layup line and let and get that that finger roll going. So I'm I'm all, I'm all good with that. And like you said, just the, I love the Larry Fitzgerald name invoke, you know, invoking that name because I've never thought about that. You know what I mean? He he's got kind of that quiet demeanor, just goes like you know, very silent assassin esque, where he doesn't really you don't see him jawing on the on the on the field getting into too many scuffles and talking and all that. He's just putting in work. He's just routing guys up. He's, he's you know, like there's a head topping, you know, dunking on cats on the sideline in the red zone. Like his catch radius, his 50-50 catches, he can make a highlight reel of them joints, man. So, uh, you know, I love that pick. For me, I'm going to go down number six to the Tennessee Titans, Keith, and getting Joe Alt, the big six foot eight, 350-pound left tackle. And I know some people will be like, well, DP, they drafted Peter Skaronsky. I'm aware. <laughs> like I'm, I'm completely aware with that, and and, and I, I view of the situation of we talked about when we took when we discussed the quarterbacks, the young, the, the rookie quarterbacks kind of situations on, on you know last week, Keith and Will Levis' situation wasn't the greatest, and, and and I want to improve that for this young man. If you want him, first of all, Mike Vrabel, if you want to keep your job, you got to make sure that you pr- that you protect and give whatever Will Levis needs to succeed. You give him that. So for me, the best to get the best five on the field, I'm gonna kick Skaronsi down at guard, and I'm gonna put Joe Alt at left tackle, six eight three fifty. Uh, I believe you know moves very nimble. You know what I mean? All, all the things that you that we heard about, like Dewan Jones last year, mm-hmm. Keith at right tackle, you can be said about Joe Alt, but I think he's a not even think he's a much better prospect. You know what I mean in terms of movement skills, redirecting. All of that same arm length power, what have you, he has it as well. He has a full bag, man. And and for me, I'm like, all right, you could protect Will Levis's blind side, but also kicking Skaronsky down will protect the interior offensive line to where he can step up with confidence in the pocket and know that my my front line has me protected and I can make the throws and reads and I'm not scrambling in terms of trying to rush through them. Because you know when quarterbacks don't believe in their pressure, of leaving their protection and they worry right. about pressure, they, they rush their, their process. And I don't want that for Will Levis if I'm Mike Vrabel. So Joe Alt to the Tennessee Titans, I, that, that's that's the best pick to me because it makes the most sense and really helps elevate a young rookie quarterback. Yeah, no, that that's definitely a really good selection, man. And just going through the, the rest of the, you know, the, the top of the first round, um, you know, the Cardinals, they followed up at pick two, right, with Jared Verse, which makes a lot of sense. Everyone thought they was going to go Will Anderson, but they kind of flipped that, right? And, you know, being able to get two first rounders next year. So the Cardinals, obviously, they're going to be the talk of this entire draft for the rest of the year, right? Just because they have two first round picks and, you know, we don't, foresee the Cardinals doing very well and we're not sure how good Houston is going to be so they should have two picks you know towards the top like maybe they have two top five picks which would be you know just outright crazy when you think about it and just the draft capital and how they should be able to overhaul and change some things overall and um, real quick, Keith, in this mock draft, they have the first and second pick based off the like reverse Super Bowl at you know odds and everything. We mm-hmm. know that won't stay the same. Like we didn't do any trades. We know number one and number two are probably going to be quarterbacks. And if the the Cardinals land one and two, they can get a they can get a haul of future assets 
to move back and let somebody move up for Caleb Williams and Drake May. So, guys, you know, trip it. Don't trip. They won't have the first and second overall pick when the clock starts for the 2024 NFL draft unless they're going to draft Caleb Williams and eat like $53 million per year. That's <laughs> Kyler Murray's contract. <laughs> well look man we talked about our best picks right now we got to get critical of ourselves man we got to get critical of ourselves so we're going to talk about the worst picks and maybe worst situations um you know that we foreseen i've already seen one that made a selection i'm like you know what this might not happen so coming up next man i have a a quarterback destination that may catch some people off guard Guys, you want to make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. You heard me correct. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. What I love about FanDuel uh, Sportsbook, guys, you get great promotions every day. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. And not only that, but you get paid instantly. It's not just good enough to win $50,000 off a great bet or a parlay if you got to wait five to seven business days to get it. But with FanDuel Sportsbook, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook, which is FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Keith, you said that you already found your worst pick. And it's a QB situation. Talk to us. My pick is the New England Patriots drafting Xavier Worthy. And this might be a prime. Like, if, if, if the New England Patriots and Mac Jones don't get figured out, a quarterback is getting selected somewhere in here. And if we had the time to really go through everything in every detail, right, and the nuance of, you know, everything with this draft, the Patriots would probably be aggressive and trade up, right? Like, they should probably be in the Drake May sweepstakes or trying to call, you know, the Cardinals is like, hey, let's can we move up to pick number one or pick number two because we need a quarterback now. So I'm not saying that I don't like Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a solid quarterback. But the New England Patriots have – not surrounding him with the situation that he needs to surround it, right? The situation that they put around Matt Jones, he has to be Superman, right? Like he has to be an all-world quarterback. And I'm not sure if Matt Jones has that tool and that skill set. Now, if you put him on a team, like let's say the Minnesota Vikings, right, where you have Justin Jefferson, now you have Jordan Addison, you have Delvin Cook, you have TJ Hawkinson. I can see Matt Jones putting up pretty good numbers and being a solid quarterback there. But with the New England Patriots, and it seems like Bill Belichick philosophy, and it was even that philosophy with Tom Brady, right? It's it's quarterback, then it's ancillary weapons around you, and I'm going to overload the defense with all my, you know, my draft capital and everything else. I don't know if that's the winning recipe for Mac Jones. So we at the point something got to give, right? It's either going to be Mac Jones or it's going to be Bill Belichick. One of them got to <laughs> give. I foresee it, right? If 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 Robert Kraft, you know, he rolled with, with Bill Belichick over Tom Brady, he damn sure picking Bill Belichick over Mac Jones, right? So I, I I think that this is a situation when we look at it, we be like, you know what? We probably need to start considering quarterback for the New England Patriots. Now, I, that, listen, Keith, that's a really good call. If they're drafting 14, there's no way Mac Jones is returning as a starter, as an unquestioned starter. The fans not going to want it anymore, no, right? No. I, I, I doubt because this is the thing, DP. Like, let's say, okay, cool. Bill Belichick messed that up. I don't see the fans being like, okay, yeah, get Bill out of here, and then we're still going to roll with Mac 
I think the fans may feel like in, in New England fans, y'all reach out to us, y'all let us know. If if the Patriots go 7-10 and 10 again, right, are you comfortable with just getting rid of Bill Belichick or would you rather just a, a, a clean slate start over from, like, all the way from the beginning? So, man, New England fans are just fans, period. Y'all tap in. Y'all hit us up on Twitter. Y'all hit us up on YouTube. Y'all let us know how y'all feel. But just when I seen that, and I'm not trying to be hot takey, I was just like, I wonder if the Patriots are still sitting at 14, because that's probably about 7 and 10, right? Somewhere in there, um, that there is no massive shakeup in New England, and if there's a massive shakeup, there has to be a quarterback change also. No, listen, everything you said, Keith, is spot on, and it makes a lot of sense. I'm torn between two QBs here, Keith, but I'm going to go with the highest one drafted. And it's the that's number eight, the Los Angeles Rams taking Michael Penny's Jr. I just finished my eval on Michael Penny's. I greet him as a first-round pick. But if you're if you're concerned about the injuries with Matthew well, that, Stafford. That, that's another talk for another podcast right there. That's another talk. <laughs> you just dropped, you dropped it like that was normal. Yeah, I gave him a first-round grade. Nah, we got to talk I, yeah, about I, this. <laughs> but we're still on topic for the for the for the sake of this podcast. Did, talking about my draft. Okay, cool. But, uh, right. but you know, if you, you you know, there's there's some concerns. You know, two kids. You know, he spent four years in Indiana. Three of those four years, this man suffered season-ending injuries, man. So it's like, you yeah, know, the medical. Tough, man, that's not just a pull hamstring, right? That's, oh, that's you two ACLs, out. if I remember correctly, two so, ACLs and a shoulder. Okay, can you conf- – because I, I, I have a reason why that may not be a good fit, and I, I'm going to go here and you tell me if that's where you were going. Okay. It's because okay. Matthew Stafford, you know, has his injury concerns right now too, so that would be kind of drafting the same type of situation. Is that where you were going or you had another yeah. additional layer to this? No, no, that, that that's basically where I was going because I'm like, you think about drafting number eight overall – Keith, that's 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 tough, and and it, what makes it even tougher is when you scroll down and see that Quinn Ewers was still on the board. He went twelfth overall. You know what I mean? So it's like that's a tough ask for for a franchise to deal with a veteran QB and Matthew Stafford with his injuries right now. Um, and, and I think it's what a back and a shoulder stuff like that, just a combination of things. Then to select Michael Penix, who's a really good player, you know, really talented thrower. But he's got the two toward the ACL. He, he had a I don't even remember the name of the injury in the shoulder. I had to look it up, make sure it was a real injury because I'd never heard of it before. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is legit. This is a real deal thing. And yeah, no, at eight, like this was a back end of the first. All right, cool, because you get that fifth year option. Number eight, like top ten. Yeah, them medicals better be like God proofed. You know he's gonna play there for fifteen years. It's no <laughs> shit you can't, you can't, and you can't predict that, right? You no, can't you predict can't. that. And, and and Michael Penix is a talented guy. The lo- and and I would say this, right? Depending on what the Los Angeles Rams do, they can't even take that type of risk or gamble no. with a situation like that um, because the rest of this roster is depleted, right? You know, we just get got rid of Ramsey. Wagner's out the door. Donald is. He, I I wouldn't. Be surprised if Aaron Donald requests a trade through the throughout the season, right? Like let this thing play out and then tries to go to a contender, get gets traded. Ring. Yeah, try to get one more ring and then retire if it happens or it doesn't happen. I, I can like easily see that uh being the case. And then the Rams trying to get, you know, like 
maybe they can get I don't know, do you get a first round down or you get like a, a second or a third or something? Um I mean if I'm a Super Bowl team, right? I I, I throw it out there. I'm second yeah. round here, you can have it. It's Aaron Donald for, for eight weeks, right? So uh we'll we'll see how that goes. But the Los Angeles Rams are definitely gonna be in a situation and that Michael Penix situation. Um, I agree with you, man. Talented guy, but there there are you know, there's just gonna have to be conversations and maybe it's just wrong timing right like just coming off the heels of the matthew stafford situation is just it's just not the right situation but dp look man i think we were we were critical right like we were honest and it's crazy critiquing picks when you know we the ones that made the picks but you know hindsight you know you, we, they always say in high, well, hindsight is is 50 50 uh, I, I like yeah there we go hindsight is 2020 that's exactly what i was i said 50 50 but man look <laughs> man we're gonna move over to these sleeper picks picks that um i think maybe be good really good value right at the end of the day when you think about it it's going to be really good value we started the summer scouting process right so now these are guys that maybe we undervalue and be like hey you know what <laughs> i want to go back and look at this because this guy fell exactly to this team and it's a really good fit time to wake him up keith and i and i you know we talk about sleeper picks out of this way too early 2024 mock draft this is before we even got into summer scouting but keith one that one pick it was a couple picks that stood out to me man but i got to go to 28 the Buffalo Bills selecting your boy out of LSU, Malik Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Keith, as I'm sitting there envisioning Josh Allen breaking the huddle, AFC playoff game versus Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, this Where man got a smile on his outside? face. Is it outside or is it in a dome? It's going to have to be outside because all three of those teams play outside. <laughs> <laughs> but we know that what the Buffalo Bills going to do, they're going to throw that thing around, right? But to, to walk out of the huddle and you got Stephon Diggs as your ex, you got Dalton Kincaid, you know, detached, you know, him and Dawson Knox on the field. So you got Dalton Kincaid as your big slot type of receiver, you know, tight end. And then you walk out there, Malik Neighbors, instead of a Gabe Davis at the Z. Right. And you yeah. feel really good about yourself, man. You, Josh Allen, you feel real good because you had to sit there and watch across the sideline this past January when you faced the Bengals and your defense couldn't handle the physicality of the of the Bengals, but they also had struggled to guard. You know, you had to you had to defend all three wide receivers and mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd and T Higgins and of course, you know one of one of the one of the grittiers, one of the guys that, that kills the gritty and Jamar Chase. That that's hard to prepare for, and Josh Allen doesn't have that luxury right now to make defenses prepare for him. But selecting Malik Neighbors, who we talked about last week, Keith, and you even said that some people down in that region. Over there in your neck of the woods, view him very highly in terms of what he can be as a player. So I, I in terms of just sleeper picks, I feel like this is one that if he if this happened, uh we, we will be looking back after a rookie year for Malik Labors and be like, man, that's an offensive rookie of the year candidate. Big time. He might be offensive rookie of the year with Josh Allen slinging slinging that thing around and slinging the pigskin. And you got Stefan Diggs pulling coverage and, and Dalton Kincaid controlling the middle of the field. Yeah, I think that's key, right? Just fall into a really good situation. And and I, I do like Malik Neighbors not having to be a number one, but a strong number two uh with the Buffalo Bills. And I, I that's that's just a it's a good spot for him, right? And and we know that even it's crazy, right? As much as the Buffalo Bills they intentionally try to run the football, it seems like they're just a passing team. So, you know, Josh Allen is gonna is gonna throw the rock 30 to 40 times per game sometimes he'll touch 50 right or something like that so i do think that's a really good situation in the sleeper spot but dp man i'm, I'm gonna go with a guy that i just watched um during summer scouting and we talked about him last week and that's johnny wilson 
wide receiver Florida State to the New York Giants. And the reason why is this. I'm going to go back to it, man. If you put this guy in a slot, now you have him and Darren Waller. All I'm going to say is, Daniel Jones, you better get the job done. You better get the <laughs> job done. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You have a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six freak at tight end with Darren Waller. You have Saquon Barkley in the backfield, hopefully, right? Then you have a Johnny Wilson, another 6'7", 230-pound guy. You just have to get the ball around these guys, right? Talking about Darren Waller and Johnny Wilson, they're going to come up with it. So, Daniel Jones, if you can't get the football around them, then we have a problem. So we have a problem about, yeah, a quarterback or something being selected in another round or in another draft or something like that. So I definitely think that that's one to kind of highlight and be like, you know what, if this like this could potentially be really dangerous, you know, for the rest of the NFL, if Darren Wilder comes back, you know, obviously completely healthy, everything goes his way, Saquon, um, you know, they have, you know, they have the slot guys like Wondell Robinson and everything, yeah. but to add another big, bodied wide receiver and put him outside inside versatility man that could be scary that's a that's a center power forward combo you know what i'm saying that you really just don't even want to have to deal with keith with darren waller and the johnny wilson on that offense man but i i love that i love that a lot i want to bring up one more keith real quick and, and some people are like well dp is it's, you got it you got it at 13 but i don't think y'all gonna really understand aronde gads in the second out of Syracuse to the Chicago Bears. And the reason why I say this, Keith, he's a tight end wide receiver hybrid, right? Well, we know that they got Cole Komet, who's really talented, looks the part, right? He hops off. He's a hop, he's a hop off the busser. You're like, he hops off the bus and he looks like an NFL tight end. But I have yet to see this consistent play that warrants me believing in him long term. So Aronde Gadsden can slide into that tight end spot right behind him as they get ready to let. That contract expire, and now Justin Fields is throwing to Aronde Gadsden, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, um, uh, DJ Moore. Right now, you it, it, they, they drafted another kid this this year too. Another oh uh, Tyler Scott, I think is his name. I think they drafted Tyler Scott out of Cincy. So like all these weapons now, if you're like you're the you're the organization, you feel like we've given Justin Fields everything. Like you talked about with Daniel Jones, I, I'm you know you can call me a Justin Fields apologist. But I, I would say, like, I, I I felt like the Bears didn't do enough. They haven't done enough around them up until this offseason. So then as an the organization, you truly say, all right, Justin, you got to go out here and get it done now. Like, no Aaron Rodgers. We got Jordan Love. We don't know who's going to be quarterback in Minnesota because the Kirk Cousins contract is coming up to to an, uh, to an end, right, unless they resign him, which I don't foresee that happening. And then uh, you got to do it. Jared Goff. Jared Goff and Hendon Hooker. Bro, if you don't go out here and win this division, like, you know what I mean? I feel like that, that's the at least At least make it competitive, right? Like, right. offensively, it should be competitive. Like, we, we, I, I can live with, you know, having an average record and we split the division to let me know that we made steps forward. And that's what the right. Chicago Bears are, right? Like, they, this, this needs to be the year that signals that not only are we, like, kind of turning it around, but that, like, we're, we're on the way up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we're, we're we're on the way up. We're not just like slowly turning around or we slowing down the decline. No, we're actually on the way up. So I think that's what the Chicago yeah. Bears need to do this year. No, hundred percent. So I think Aronde Gatson, that's one of my sleepers. Uh, you know, guys, because he's a wide receiver tight end hybrid. That if you in you 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 inject him into this offense in 2024, man, look out because Justin Fields could be throwing throwing you know deep balls to all different type of receivers. 
and you really can't just double and take away just one weapon anymore. Yeah, so I, I'll say my last name real quick, and that's Braylon Allen running back from Wisconsin mm, going to the Baltimore Ravens. I really like that. Obviously, they went with, you know, Josh Dobbins. Um, yeah, they went with J.K. Dobbins. I'm sorry, the same year that Jonathan Taylor came out, which, you know, I'm not mad at him because I had J.K. rated higher too. Now, did Me the too. careers pan out the same way? No, because J.K. has been injured. We'll see what he does this year. But, man, Braylon Allen, another guy that they're talking about is a height-weight speed freak. And then you put him behind Lamar Jackson and get him downhill. Like, just imagine Jonathan Taylor in that offense, right, that that power, you know, doing all of those things combined with a Lamar Jackson. So I would say the Braylon Allen one was one that I say is a sleeper pick also. No, nah, I, li- I like that a lot. That's scary. That is that is absolutely terrifying for that 240-pound 6'3 running back with Lamar Jackson in the backfield. You know, it's just like a souped-up Gus Edwards. Uh, so good luck with that. But, guys, as always, man, we appreciate y'all for being, uh, you know, being with us and tapping in with us as always, man. So go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Uh, thank y'all for making it locked on NFL Draft your first listen today and every day because you are family to us and you are the everydayers, man. So continue to be that and continue to, continue to tap in with us. Uh, you know, OTAs are kicking off, so we're going to be looking at some of these rookies and seeing how they're performing in OTAs right now. We'll be able to report back and give you some updates. But in terms of Twitter, you can find Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. 